Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. Okay, this is going to be extremely rushed, and we need. We ain't to- got a lot of time. No, th- <laughs> I was thinking if we could do this in like 24 second shot clock segments because that's how quick we got to be. So, quick recap the Bahamas goes into the next round of FIBA World Cup. 2023 qualifiers tonight against Venezuela at the Kendall G. Isaacs gym. That much you know, the gym's going to be packed. The gym's going to be crazy. Yeah, the gym ticket sales have been... I Well, just based on what Bahamar was like yeah. during the last... But Bahamian's a late showing up, you know, crowd. But all of a sudden, people just started... Two well, day, the, yesterday, it was just... Well, you know what that was? Mm-hmm. The marketing of cut it the price in half. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, which I mean, I was like, y'all could do that for like four hours, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I could have told anybody if that happened, people were gonna go rush it out. Yeah. But the reason we had to wait to get this part out is because we needed to see the roster because that's what everyone uh, wanted to know who the twelve was. We're gonna, gonna be. okay. We'll go with that story. That's a part of it. Another part of it is John has to travel around. Listen, and we're gonna get more deeper into this. At the post game tonight, but John had to travel around the world to do some really, really very important Bahamas basketball stuff that the kind of stuff that never really gets out in the public, but it's insane if you hear the story. But anyway, we are finally here in studio hours before tip off. By now, everyone's seen it shared all over social media. You could go to the BBF page, go to our page. Pretty much everyone was sharing the roster. You know what your 12 is looking like, and I think. Well, not I think. It's obvious that the excitement around this game is so much more palpable because you have Buddy and Kai playing together, leading this charge. Yeah, and this, I mean, hands down, it's something that we've never seen before on a Bahamian court with a Bahamian team. Nice to be three. But um, we're, we're going to have yeah. to get to it. Um, it. It's to the point where Buddy is a veteran now. He's an NBA vet, like, a veteran, eight years in the league, going to nine years in the league. Kai is the rookie, uh, not rookie, but, you know, second-year player now coming. So it's it's insane. Like, you see the, the, the level and the respect that Buddy has for Kai because he knows what it takes to get to the league, but the respect Kai has for Buddy in the practice because he knows where Buddy's been, what he's been doing the last couple of years. So it just feeds off. The energy just feeds off of practice. And we talked about how important that leadership and that energy is when we saw the team in training camp in Miami, when you saw Buddy pretty much leading by example. And I know we said it, but Coach Yo pretty much affirmed all that when she made a pretty lengthy oh, Instagram post. I never showed you post. this video, hey? When she made a pretty lengthy Instagram post about <laughs> what happens uh, when Buddy's leaderships affect the team and how important that is. And now, like you mentioned, you have Kai into the mix but we cannot get into the rest of the roster without... I want to focus all our energy on who's here, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like as a whole, not just us as a platform, but as a country, we got to focus on who is here, right? Because you hear that from coaches all over. We can't control anyone who's not in our locker room. When you're in our locker room, your family, we roll with that. But the biggest news-making thing the last few weeks has been Aiton deciding not to play. No definitive word on why... It's a moot point at, at this point. We're a couple hours away from tip-off, but I, don't, I know you don't want to get too deep into it, but did it affect any part of the planning stages from the Federation perspective, from, from the players? When you lose a pillar of anything, it goes up from the marketing to the coaching staff to everything. So it's like, you know, it became a point where we had three NBA players, which 
unfortunately, we broke the news that Aiden was not going to be participating, just in case. Fortunately for us. In case y'all forgot, you know, get it right. You, you ain't going to let them forget that. Get, get it right. Um, but, yes, the, the game plan was always to have them play, the three of them. We still have the two of them. But what it does is it went from our best roster we could ever, because we have to be real. This is a good roster we put that the Bombers has put out. It's a strong roster. It's a veteran. You got youth. You got everything. You got the size, pause, everything. Aiden on it, then you, you're hitting your, your A squad. Listen, right? <laughs> everyone else on this team, I respect yeah. Bahamas basketball. These are great players, but there's only one Bahamian player that averages a double-double yes. in the NBA. Yes. So <laughs> definitely, if we had him, it would be different. And possibly a couple names would have changed because of the versatility of some of the players. Um, that we have, like, this goes with Dwight. Dwight, we thought he was going to play too. We thought we were going to have Aiden and Dwight. And Currently playing in Venezuela, right? Yeah. So that's a whole, that, that just ain't work out. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. But his brother, Kadeem's playing. So let, since we're, we're already there, so everyone knows by now, no Aiden, that was a big deal. The memes have been hilarious, by the way. Like, Twitter has done their I thing. I haven't even been it. on Twitter. I know. It. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to the post game. You know what? When we get to the post game, we may talk about the actual game for like 10 minutes, and then the rest is going to be the backstory. But right away, what stood out to me with this was we got the return of some, let's call it familiar names. Yeah, we got the return of the man who retired a couple of years ago. Who also broke that story with us. Because yeah. Kino was like... Kino, and now he's back. I'm retiring from national team. Because first when he said he was retiring, we were like, from the game? And he's like, no, nah, just from national team. team. I just got other stuff I got to focus on. You see Raw Talent is blossoming. They're signing new players and every what, year. And what it is, is it's, it's the culture shift. Because I think it was to the point where he felt that Bahamas basketball wasn't moving in a direction that... I'm not saying that he wouldn't have support because he would always support it, but he literally was just saying, you know, I think something has to change and things have changed. I, I hope, I mean, for him to say that he's playing now. But anyways, yes, he has returned and he's been looking good. Like, you, you can't discredit what Kino is. Kino is 37 years old. So I was... Kino right now might be getting a job in Egypt. Yeah, so I was away most of the summer. Well, we both were. So I didn't... I wasn't in the gym for any of the Sunder, Summer of Thunder games, but I watched the the ones that we streamed, and then I saw the Kentucky game, and I said, Keno looks really good. He mm -hmm. looks in shape. He looks ready to go. He looks like he can still make an impact. At that point, I, and even when I saw the photos from practice, I'm thinking he's just there to bring a level of play and leadership, kind of like do the Haslam thing. Mm -hmm. But when I saw him on the roster, I was like, that ma that kind of makes sense because no. he is balling right now. Yeah, we're going to say, because how much do we know about Venezuela? Not a lot. But what I know is they're a gritty team. They're yeah. a fundamental team. Gritty and, country. Yeah, and you need someone like Kino, who is going to do aggressive the, country, the dirty work. Please go look at what happened in 2017. Yeah. So the, the whole thing is, it's just like, they're all dogs. Let's put it that way. Venezuela is a roster full of dogs, fundamentally yep. sound. And Kino is the one person who knows how to play the FIBA game. Also making a return, a name that anyone that follows Bahamian basketball, you have seen him rise up the coaching ranks, whether it was in Phoenix or on the Michigan state bench or leading sunrise prep. Tum Tum Nairn making his return to the court. I have no idea how to assess this. And that is pretty much as much as I can say about it until tonight when we see it happen. I don't know if Tum has been playing competitively. 
I don't know what level he's at right now. I don't know what the coaching staff is going to expect. But there's only two things that can happen, right? Everyone is going to be really pleasantly surprised by the production they get, or a lot of people are going to be grumbling, saying, told you so. My take with Tom, I've watched a couple of practices. He brings the leadership. He brings the IQ, basketball IQ. He is going to get the team into their sets, which is, um, which is big. So I see why they have him. And he's also an extended coach on the floor. Yeah. Like, and even off I mean, the floor. Because he's an actual coach. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's literally, you have that. So, we'll see what is that. The only thing is, is we have to see how much basketball has he been playing. Yeah. Like, we have to be honest. Like, is he going to be able to guard full court press type style like he was known doing Michigan State? Like, it's not like this is the super duper in shape tum tum. This is. This is coming off the coaching yeah. bench. Yeah, I mean, because let's be real about it. When you lead a program like he had with the, uh, sorry, with the prep program at Sunrise, that's a full-time job. Like, that's not that's not something that you can do part-time. Those are some of the best players in America. Like, you got to go all in with that. So it's no disrespect saying that he had to be all in with that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not even us saying that he's not going to be great tonight. It's just that we don't know. Like, the rest of these guys, we follow this stuff. We know where all of them are playing. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what to expect with this. Like, let's go further into the point guard position. You got Garvin and Franco coming. While Franco was great in the last window. Um, and Garvin, Garvin has been good in his limited minutes, so it's good to see him back. Even talking about this team before the window, we thought just addressing the point guard position, those are the two guys that are really going to have to move this forward. Those are your two D1 point guards. Yeah, what Garvin is, Garvin, he played in El Salvador. The good thing about him, he has no fear. Like, he's going to defend. He could hit a three-pointer. He could hit an open shot. Franco, same thing, last window. He started off slow against DR, but came on strong. So, we, in order for us to win this game, it comes down to our guard play. That's just the end of the statement. Big time. Big time. Because DeMarco's style that he likes to play, and we're going to get into the group that I like to call the positionless basketball group. But with his style of play, I mean, you know how important the guards are in terms of being the focal point of the offense. Now, these are a different type of guard than, obviously, he's accustomed to coaching because you know where he comes from with the Warriors treat. Not those guards. Yeah. Different types of guards. Our guards. guards. Yeah, our guards. But let's get into the crew that I like to call the positionless crew. Guys are going to play anywhere from five to... I was going to say five to three, but maybe five to two because when you include uh, Rashad Davis in there, he mm-hmm. played... He's like a, a two, guard. Three, four. Yeah, he's a two, three, he's a two, three, four. You got Dan Rad. You got Chicken. Ch- Chicken, who's going to stretch... The, he's a stretch three, four, four who's going to play five. He's going to play three. Cantuan, the same thing with him. He's a stretch four who's going to see Willis is going to see three, four, five. So all of, all of those dudes... Mikey is going to see three, four. And that's why... And they, two, possibly. And Kai is going to see four, five. All positionless players. So they're going to move in and out. And that is something that we know DeMarco likes because that's that's the Warrior system. That's, mm-hmm. that's how they run. Um, You mentioned it earlier, but... The return of Kadeem Colby, who's been injured, but has worked his way back. And I think the first time a lot of people got to see him play with Summer of Thunder actually was very fortunate because I assume the Federation used that as a test run to assess where he's at. Mm-hmm. What, did, what did you see from him over the course of the summer? It's a very simple assessment. When he played Kentucky, 
he was able to play good basketball. And if you could do that against Kentucky. If you could do that against your boy from Kentucky, yeah. then you are ready to Oscar play. Oscar ain't no joke. Bro. Yeah. That's like the, Oscar that's, that's the player of the year. Like, if you look at what Kadeem did to him, it w- like, the stats weren't staggering. Like, it was probably a couple points, a couple rebounds. Like, yeah, he, but he got the other rebounds off the other players. But anyways, Kadeem brings that veteran. Like, he doesn't have the bounce like he used to, except when he tried to tear them people I know. head off. I did see that. Like, he, he tried to catch two bodies yeah, at once. He tried to, he, it, it just instinct. But, nah, he's a smart veteran player. He's going to get our rebounds. Man, we got killed on the boards a lot of these games. Even the and, ones that we won. And this is the one with Kai, Chicken. Now we have height. Like, we have real height and size. But This is the most balanced team we've had since these qualifiers have started. Yeah. When you look at... If you look at a traditional depth chart from one to five... This is easily the most. Oh yeah, hands team. down. Not hands even down. close. Even without eating the, the, on the, the size that we have on it, the the length, the depth, even the depth. Like, I'm confident enough with this team that you could throw people in, and you're not going to miss a beat. You know who I am going to miss? Um, who's not on this roster? And that's Travis. Yeah, boy, that's uh, we we get into that like after the whole trip. Ooh. Real Federation stuff. All right. I think this is where we end it because people are getting ready for tonight. I promise we would not go over 15 minutes. We'll see y'all at Kendall Isaacs and listen out for us at the post game. Follow us on all platforms for our content. We're going to keep you up to date, up to minute, up second. Don't go to Argentina because you need visas.